0: Welcome to the official Guns Up Nation fan page podcast, the premier voice for the fearless fans of Raiderland and proud supporter of Texas Tech University. Let's meet today's hosts. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome into another installment of the Guns Up Nation podcast. I'm RC Max, built alongside Tobias Bass down in H Town. Tobias, how you doing, man? Doing good,
1: man. Shout out to Haley. It's hot. Um, <laughs> we, we were supposed to get a a, a, um, a hurricane over here but they lied. we didn't get anything we literally didn't get a drop of rain like like you didn't get any rain no like i'm telling you this is the crazy thing day they were supposed to get a hurricane it was hotter that day like it was a normal august 100 degree day we didn't get any wind we didn't get any rain the clouds didn't change it was just a normal hot day like it was just it was just normal. Pe- pe- places were shutting down because they thought they were going to get a storm. Like, places were closed. They were sending their workers home early Did for they the rest of the week. Did they board up
0: or anything like that? Yes.
1: Yes. They were boarding up everything, putting sandbags out. You know, people were buying plywood, you know, boarding up their houses and stuff like that. Nothing happened. Like, like I wish I could show you what it looks like right now. Like, it, it was just a normal hot day. Like, we didn't get anything, no rain, no wind, like nothing. It was crazy. Then the, next day they, then the next day, they're like, oh, yeah, it's going to rain tomorrow. Uh, 60% chance we didn't get a drop.
0: That's so weird. It's so weird. We didn't get anything. But crazy. we do want to send our thoughts and prayers out because there was people heavily affected yeah. by this in Louisiana yeah, and were. in Texas. So, hopefully, yeah, were. Um, everybody's okay. Um, I know that there was um, – Six people that tragically passed away from it, but yeah. hopefully their friends and their families are recovering right. properly and trying to get through it. But that is right. kind of crazy yeah. because um, didn't the National Weather Service say it was the first time in their record history or recorded history, yeah. I should say, that two hurricanes had been in the Gulf of Mexico at the same time?
1: At the same time, we didn't get a drop from either one. Not in Houston.
0: That's wild.
1: We didn't. Get, yeah, like. Because we, you know, like we, were, we were for sure, like, even like the – because it was curving towards the right, and they were like, oh, yeah, you guys should expect some rain. We were like, yeah, it's going to rain. Nothing too crazy. People were, you know, preparing, you know, just ready, and people were outside playing basketball. They were just doing whatever they had to do like normal. So, and then, you know, like I said, it definitely was a tragedy. Some people did lose their life, and hopefully the families that were affected are okay. But out here in Houston, we didn't get any. They're saying there's two more deep in the Gulf of Mexico, but we'll see what happens with those. Twenty twenty man. Just I'm tired and of it. In rest, in rest in paradise to my man Chadwick Bozeman. That that was my guy. That that hurt me. Cause you 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 know I love me some black panther. That, that's my favorite superhero. And that that, that that hurt my soul. So rest in peace to him and um, you know, prayers I go to his family and friends, 'cause he was he would definitely be missed. He's a he's a superstar. I missed him.
0: No, I mean I think um LeBron said it best, you know, you, you I can't relate to being an African-American in this country, but there's not very many African-American superheroes. And when you get one, nope, you nope. put him on the highest pedestal. And the thing is, yeah. you know, sometimes your heroes don't live up to your expectations, right? Well, Chadwick yeah. was an even better person than he was superhero. Yeah. I mean, the guy was fighting cancer for four years, and we did not know anything about it. I mean, first and foremost, yeah. shout out to his team. Like, whoever was in his circle, they're ride or die. At that point you know what i mean like yeah. legit like they didn't I, we we didn't know anything about it
1: well then it even speaks to his character like think about it bro he filmed he was in civil war captain captain america he was he did black panther endgame right all the adventure yeah he did all the adventure well not all of them but he did endgame and um the one affinity uh, affinity war he did both of those he did what four or five just just marvel movies alone he did all of those with Cole Enhanced like
0: stage three crazy
1: yeah that's crazy bro yeah and I think I think they've already filmed um Black Panther 2 I think they've already filmed it
0: that's going to be the highest grossing Marvel movie of all time oh yeah look it's not it's going to possibly double whatever whatever happened I
1: I think they're saying it's going to come out in 2022 which is which is just awful but you know they got things take time so but yeah I want to you're right though. I agree I think it will be the highest
0: grossing Marvel movie I'm not even a superhero guy. You know that. But I mean, I, I got to go see that. I enjoyed Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, I, I remember him as Jackie Robinson because I do love sports movies. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I mean, he's he was an icon, man. When I when I first saw it on Twitter, I thought it was fake. I, I'm not going to lie. And then I saw the source. It was yeah, AP news. Either. And I was like, OK, why are they playing like a sick joke right now? And then yeah, I read that's... it and I was like, oh, my God, like, this is legit. You know, um yeah,
1: crazy. I remember when I went to go watch, I went to go watch it with BSA and I was so excited. Like I like, I, I skipped everything to go watch that I movie. Mean, I was so excited to watch it cause I love like the back. And I now mean, that's our guy, that's our superhero, you know? But yeah, like, never, you never, like, I mean, we don't, we
0: don't. You, you never had one before as an African-American, yeah, we don't, you would never yeah, one. have one.
1: Yeah, so we, you know, when he comes out you know, everyone was like happy. Then I know when he, when he went to Dustin and, um, and Fendi, well, I was sick, like, like it oh, yeah. took our dude. But then he comes back, and you know, the first thing you see in, in, in the last one, he's the first one that comes out of the little portal. And, like, Angela, I stood up and clapped. I was excited. Like, my dude is back.
0: Who was it? Like, wasn't it uh, Angela Bassett, right? She's also yeah, in the movie. In well. Yeah, she yeah, came yeah, out yeah. of the portal. I remember seeing that. I mean, again, I'm not a superhero guy, but I mean, yeah. I mean, Chadwick was more than just Black Panther, but at the same time, like, if that's his legacy. Um, I know that doesn't want, that's probably not what he wants just to be remembered as Black Panther. He wants to be remembered as more. And I promise you, he is remembered more than just Black Panther. But if you were only to be remembered as Black Panther, I
1: think people would take that. Yeah, I mean, mean, it's crazy. I just finished finished watching the Marvel movies again over the pandemic. And that was like the last one that I watched or one of the last ones that I watched. And I was like... You know, you weren't expecting it. I was, it was crazy. I was just talking to one of my friends about this because in the last um, Avengers movie, they basically previewed what Black Panther would be about. They basically like, they gave like a subtle hint. Um, when one of the, one of his warriors was talking to a Scarlett Johansson, they're talking about, oh, there's an earthquake on the side of the, on the side of Africa. What did we do? She said, it's an earthquake. We do nothing. They were previewing the the, of the movie and I was super so they're bringing in I can't remember the villain's name they're bringing him into the to the forefront he's going to be the villain that he fights but um it's just it's just sad but like I said rest in peace
0: rest in paradise to him and prayers go out to his family and friends yeah he's he's going to be remembered for a long time Um, yeah for sure definitely one of the most iconic actors um, and you know of our time by far and it was just it was crazy to see that happen um but On today's podcast, we're going to talk about the football team and their peaceful protest and what they've done in the community, um, meeting with the higher-ups in the city of Lubbock. We're also going to talk about the Texas Tech men's basketball roster and now how it looks kind of like it's finalized um, and what we can expect from them, as well as our quick thoughts on that. And then we have some breaking news as well. Texas Tech football adds another star transfer, this time in Colin Schooler the all Pac-12 first team member in 2018, what this means for the linebacking core for Texas Tech and what he can bring and be an impact player for this defense. And then later on, we're going to have to talk about our friends at Two Docs, and then we're going to talk about Krista Gerlich, and then we're going to preview Texas Tech soccer. But, Tobias, I know that you and I have talked about it. You've you've sent me some text messages about it, and I know Tobias will – Agree with me on this. Good for the football team going out there and not just talking the talk, but they uh, walked the walk and they did exactly what you're supposed to do in this situation. You don't just take a day off. You go out in your community. You talk to the people that are important, you know, the ADs, the president of the university, the mayor of Lubbock. You talk to these high-ranking officials in your community and you try and let them see your viewpoint to cause change. And good for them for doing that and also just being out there with the kids too. I mean, everybody needs that right now, especially with the global pandemic going on. But um, let's move on. I don't want to say this is positive news. Um, Half of it is negative. Um, Isaiah Inway has left the Texas Tech program, the junior college big man. Um, But on the positive side, it does look like the uh, 2020-2021 men's basketball roster is basically finalized, right? You look at this roster – and everything that I've heard and everything that people have seen from the NCAA so far would make it seem as though Mac McClung will be eligible um, because they're just handing out free waivers left and right. Yeah, for
1: sure.
0: Um, so I would assume he's eligible. Now, just quick thoughts, Tobias. What's your initial thought on the roster for Texas Tech right now?
1: I think the roster looks fantastic. Um, that's this not off of that. I think the roster looks great. We got, my about is Rob, We have pretty much if not two, three of everything, you know, we have, we got rebounds. We got shooters. We got guys that can score. We got multiple guards. Um, We have a great coach. Well, great coaches. They're a great staff to be honest. Um, I guess I want to see what, what happens with golden or if how much he plays, but I mean, I guess our biggest, I guess weakness for people would just be size, but I mean, still Santos, if he's a rebounded menace, that's, that's, that's just what he's here for. He's going to rebound the hell out of the nice. ball. And then as a bookie, he's gone. Uh big guy who did, he he's a senior last year. He graduated from Baylor, he's gone. Those big centers, other than McCormick, but McCormick, he's he's solid, but he still hasn't popped yet.
0: There's really like only three that, of them in the Big Twelve.
1: Yeah, so there's not that many these big humongous centers in the Big Twelve anymore. So if any year where I feel like we'll be okay, this would be the year. I feel like this would be the year. Then and then what we are i guess small on the front court, our wings are huge.
0: Yeah.
1: Shannon is huge. Um Micah Peavy, he's like the biggest 6'7 kid I've ever seen in my life. He, he is. He, he's a big kid. Like yeah, He's not um, grown either. Yeah, he's not. Uh, Agbo Jr., he's huge. The Marble net, he's big for a guard. And Kevin McCullough, he has good size. We have size on our wings. So, I think that rebounding won't be an issue for us.
0: No, and I, I... – Totally agree. Um, I think this team is really well versed in the sense of it can do multiple things, right? You know, if they want to play fast, they have the guys that can play fast. If they want to slow it down and really just focus on ball movement, they have guys that can do that. I wouldn't be shocked if this year you see a lot of a lineup where Joel and Topway is the center. I wouldn't be surprised if they do that, you know, to really just stretch the floor, make the center like a McCormick, come away from the basket, and that opens up driving lanes for McClung, Namari, PV, all those types of players.
1: What I want to see is, you know, you've been seeing this in the NBA a lot and also in college over the last about a year or so. Teams are getting a lot more sexy with their lineups. They're having three – guards on the floor at all like a thunder do they start three guards at the same time i want to see lineups where we have mac brunette kyler on the floor all at the same time you have like a taboo at the four and maybe you have like a tyreek at the four santo silver at the five um and you have joel at the four because you always have a figure you just run a five out and just like you said have driving lanes shooters just everywhere um ball creators everywhere because teams are doing that you know you haven't are ourselves, because you can play three combo guard at the same time. Baylor did it all last year. Easily.
0: Easily. I mean uh I mean for for me when I look at the you know really what this team can do um it's just a lot, man. It it's hard to pinpoint one thing where I'm like, okay, that's the thing I'm most excited about this team because I think Chris Beard has done a great job. You mentioned Baylor. I think they match up well against Baylor, right? I, do, they do. I think they also match up well against West Virginia, who has two of the best three bigs in the Big 12. I think yeah. they can match up with them. I think they can cause problems because if you put Joel on the floor with Santos Silva, you got to take Culver away from the basket, or I forget yeah. his name right now, um, the other power forward they have. who was supposed to be a lottery pick.
1: Not, not, not Coke. I can't, remember. I, know I can't remember his name right now. It's yeah. like
0: It <laughs> starts with an O. I forget his name. Oscar. Uh, Oscar. Oscar. Yes. And so, on Tabway, right? And Tabway. And Tabway. No, that, that's Joel. Oh, my goodness, what yeah. is it? It's Oscar though. Oscar. It's Oscar something. Um, yeah. I forget his name. But that's the thing. Like, I, I think they can do that also against Kansas. I think they might just make it where Joel starts and they bring Santos Silva off the bench when McCormick isn't on the floor, right? And you just you pound each other, man. I, I think they can do so many things. It's just one of the, the, the main thing for me is obviously rebounding. It's a little small for my liking. But at the same time, you mention it, Santos Silva is an absolute, absolute stud um, yeah. when it comes to rebounding. The thing is, for me, too, I wonder if Coach Beard, with these guys, because there's a bunch of guys that can ball, hand, ball handle on this team. You know, Joel can do it. I wonder if he tries to push the envelope a little more this year. And he really tries to make it not a run-and-gun team, but not afraid to push the envelope a lot. Because, you know, those teams when they went to the Final Four, yeah, they capitalized on those opportunities. But really it was a ball movement type team, you know. And and I think last year you saw a little bit of it where they were trying to run-and-gun a little bit. And that was the only way they could really create sustained offense because ball movement just wasn't, you know, their strong suit last year. I think they can do multiple things this year on the offensive end, and they have the pieces to do it. The real question is, for me, when you look at this team, who's going to be the starting point guard? I would probably say Namari. um, I would too. Just because I think he's the best passer on the team. But the benefit of it is, if you start Mac McClung next to him, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it at all, you know what I mean? So I, I think when you really, really look at things on this roster, it's just deep in a lot of ways. And I think this is a perfect Coach Beard roster in the sense of, okay, what is my opponent doing? I'm going to find that weakness, and I'm going to put the guys on the floor to capitalize yeah. on that. I'm not going to play your brand of basketball. I'm going to play whatever your weakness is and make you conform to my brand of basketball.
1: Well, two things. I mean, look at the Rockets. They they didn't – you know, they went – they're banking on this small ball, but they're going down swinging. You know, they don't, yeah. they don't adapt to teams. They make teams adapt to them. That's just the way they play. Then also, you look at um, West Virginia – with, with, with Big O and um, Culver, they like to run a lot of high-low. And when, when, when and Oscar is down low and Culver's at the top, uh, if you, people haven't noticed, um, Culver's a horrible passer. If you can, you can apply ball pressure when they run that high-low, he's going to turn the ball over. And he doesn't shoot free throws well. So he wants to slash and do that and shoot, and shoot a lot of pull-up threes and pull-up, you know, whatever. You apply ball pressure with a good, tough defender, like a, like a Joel or Tariq, he'll turn the ball over. Because Santos is strong. He's not going to get bullied down there. I think when they run out of that high-low stuff, I think – honestly, I think that would be something B would even allow them to do, especially if you can be able to play Tariq or like Ogbo or someone that's long and lanky on when He does that because it's not going to work. Then it's hard yeah. to have two big posting up at the same time because they get the lanes. There's too much, too much room. I mean, last year – West yeah, they you might did as did well destroy the zone well. at
0: that point.
1: Other than Isaiah McBride last year, who shot the ball well for them? He really didn't shoot the ball that well. No. So I think, I think that you almost, in a sense, can run some, type of, run some type of zone, if not trapped in that zone, especially when Oscar gets it. Because Oscar down low, he's, he's, he's a lot to handle down low. But Culver, he likes to slash anyway. He likes to play on the elbow anyway. So I think that kind of plays and takes favor. I think the only teams – I mean, West Virginia, they're going to have a good team. But I think the only two teams that scare me is Kansas and Baylor. And I, think ba- I think Baylor's a little bit better than Kansas. So I think it's really Tech and Baylor at the top. We'll see what Kansas does. They're always good, but
0: yeah, I, I think I mean, um, I think it's going to be a four-headed monster atop the Big Twelve. It, it, West Virginia's in there for me. Um, yeah, and a yeah, top four for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's just going to be a four-horse race, you know. And really, I think what it's going to come down to is um, does experience outweigh the new kids on the block per se? And what I mean by that is does the experience West Virginia and Baylor have? Because they have a lot of minutes on that roster. You know what yeah, I mean? Do. Yeah, you know, West Virginia did lose some guys, but they brought a lot of guys back, and their two main guys are back, right, who played a lot of minutes last year. And then there's Baylor. I mean, they were one of the top five oldest teams in the country last year, and they get a bunch of their guys back. Yeah. Um, now, you look at Kansas, who just seems to always reload instead of rebuild. I mean, that's just what happens when you're a blue blood, right? And you you lose some of your best players and some of their guys are old, you know, like Garrett, I think, I believe he's going into his senior year, but they have a lot of freshmen that come in there and just play meaningful minutes right away. Rightfully so they're five-star recruits, right? And then you look at Texas tech, you know, they always have those grad transfers that come and make an impact, but usually, you know, they're playing alongside what freshmen, sophomores, and they're making big impacts, you know. I think really the only team that Coach Beard has had that had guys that were not younger making big impacts was the Keenan Evans year, you know. You look at it, the grad transfer with Tyreek Owens and Matt Mooney, who was on the floor with them a majority of the time. You had Edwards, you had Culver, you had Moretti. Those guys were all lower classmen. So I think that's really what you look at is, does the talent for Texas Tech, and this is the best recruiting class in program history, does it pick up quick or does it take a minute? Last year it took a minute. I think this year, I don't think it takes as long because I think the talent is better and I think that Coach Beard and crew learned from what yeah, they had last exactly. And I yeah. think that's a big thing that people are not talking about. I, everybody says that Coach Beard, you know, they make him out to seem like he's perfect. He's not, and he'll admit that. But I think he learned a valuable lesson last year in the sense of, okay, yeah, I do have these really big time recruits coming in but I have to make sure that they know what situation they're in and what they can do well. And I have to surround them for success. I just can't, you know, kind of push them into the deep end and be like, Hey, you're either going to sink or swim. And last year, a lot of times they sank.
1: Yeah. I mean, and also when you have five star recruits like that, it's probably best to surround them with multiple ones. You know, yes. it's kind of usually, we lucky, you know, last year we had a bunch of guys coming back, but usually when teams on one five star, there's usually another, sometimes another and another like Kentucky yes. does. But yeah. So I agree, though. I think he definitely learned. in dealing with five-star recruits and, you know, high-profile guys, it's a lot. But I think that they – it's a learning experience. You know, he had never – we as a school had never had that before. But him individually, he had never had that before. Absolutely. I think think that he learned from me. He said, okay, this is what I'm expecting. Okay, fine. I've learned from this. I know we have to do – then we have a lot of guys coming back, you know, that have been at that locker room. Some some of our guys are older. We have multiple grad transfers. They've been around. They've played in tournament games before. They'll be able to, you know, be coaches, you know, the coach on the floor, I guess, per se. You know, Sam Thompson. he put a lot of minutes in college basketball. Played a lot. Yeah.
0: Played in the tournament. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mac McClellan, he put a lot of minutes and in that Georgetown, a lot of minutes, in a lot of different things. I think that with Kyler, he'll be a big leader in there, like with Joel as well. So, and, you know, Joel not playing, he still was around the team. He still, he didn't play, but he still was around the team. He knows how things operate now.
0: And he was, he was working out this summer, you know, he might not yeah, have been yeah. around the program the whole time, but he yeah. was working out with arguably, right. you know, the best recruit ever um, in terms yeah. of, you know, rivals, at least one of the top seven, if you go by their score, um, right. he had a perfect score and his brother and uh, Jonathan Kaminga. So you know, he was still getting work in, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how they use Joel because I think he is the X factor for this team this year. But we'll talk about more basketball later on when it gets closer to the season. Texas Tech football, as we mentioned, did just pick up a big-time recruit in Colin Schooler. He's projected NFL draft pick. He committed to Tech just today. The All-Pac 12 first-team member in 2018 leads the FBS with the most tackles for losses, currently with 46. Um Tobias, what do you think he adds to the linebacking room for Texas Tech?
1: Well, I think he just adds depth. I think he has another adult. You know, you have Rico uh, Jeffers there. You have now you have Schooler. This is a deep um, Texas Tech linebacker lineup, like you said before. You talked about this before um, we got on air, but I think that's depth. When you're bringing a guy like that, kind of you just you just feel better as a defense. You know what I'm saying? Because you know you lose Jordan Brooks last year. but who's going to be that next guy? Well, you found him.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You found You found it You know, it's not nothing like bringing the FBS leader in tackles for a loss to your team. You needs yeah. a tackling machine.
0: It can't hurt. Yeah, that doesn't hurt. Yeah, you got some uh,
1: JUCO guys coming in, like you said as well. I love Kershaw
0: merriweather Love him. Yeah,
1: you got some. You got some good. Uh, I think I mean, Tech is finished to finish what?
0: They're projected to finish ninth in the Big Twelve. Yeah,
1: ninth. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know about that.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't either. Um, I don't, I don't like know. it. Um. But I love what Coach Matt Wells and crew are doing with this team. I really do. Uh, You know, Tobias, uh, I'm not trying to throw you under the bus, but when we were at KTXT, I was the only one on that radio show that liked the hire, if you you remember. Um, You were. And, you know, I expected it to take him a while. I will admit that. um, I did like the hire, but I expected it to take him a while because, let's be honest, Cliff Kingsbury just didn't like recruiting. He said that himself. And I I think it takes a little while to get that jump started and get your name in there. But the thing that he is doing that I did not expect is to get these transfers. He's almost doing what Coach Beard does.
1: Yeah, I mean he got a LSU transfer, Alabama transfer, an A and M transfer, Duke, Wofford, Michigan State, Arizona. Like Lord,
0: you're talking about Power Five conferences yeah. outside of Wofford, and Five I mean, and the thing is with the Wofford Josh Berger, he was an All American. Yep, I mean, we forget that he was about, an All American as a sophomore.
1: We'd even talk about the guys like um, guy from Penn State, the corner. Yeah, I like oh, McPherson, McPherson. I mean, he came in
0: last year, but, yeah, there's another one. I mean, it, 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 what, what he is doing is legit just jump-starting it. And the crazy part about this is, right, let's say Tech does play all these games this year. And hypothetically, let's just say they go four and six, Tobias, right? Yeah. Everybody has the opportunity to come back next year. Yep. Everybody. So you're telling yep. me right yep. now that you could potentially have another year with a linebacking core that has Rico Jeffers – Schooler, Merriweather, Boyer Randall, and others. Those four alone right there make me happy. I'll tell you what right now. Because I I truly believe that the guys that he gets, I think McPherson is the perfect example. Was McPherson perfect last year? Absolutely not. He definitely struggled. But you could see the flashes in him where it's like, okay, once this guy actually gets to playing and actually gets those reps in live game action, he's pretty damn good. Right, yeah. I think that's what's going to happen with Boyer Randall. Boyer Randall just didn't have the chance at Michigan State. Wilson just didn't have the chance at A and M. Once these guys get the chances and they get those live game reps, I expect them to be key contributors for that defense and really make an impact.
1: Right. I mean, no, I, I agree. I mean, yeah. I want. Then you have Adrian Fry going back, you know, to his natural position. I think this defense is a, this defense has a chance to be um, pretty good. And like you said before, you made a good point last podcast. You know, you're playing UT early. You at home, you could be readily catch them off guard and you, you could upset them.
0: Yeah, and you know where the perfect place is to watch that uh, Texas Tech UT game, Tobias? That? It's Two Docs. Yeah? Yeah, Two Docs, man. I, I don't know if you've been to Two Docs personally. I haven't been there yet. Dude, okay, let me tell you about this. This is an information, informative segment for him, okay? So just to put it out there, Tobias doesn't drink, but this place is awesome, Tobias, because it's got an outdoor patio, you big into Cornhole? You know I like Cornhole. Yeah, you know they, got, they got Cornhole out there. So you got Cornhole, you got live music, you got food trucks coming in there. What the hell is this at? Yeah, I'm telling you, it's in downtown Lubbock, man. It's 502 Texas Avenue. I'll be, I mean, I'll probably be, I mean, well, we'll see what this stupid virus does, but I'll, I'll probably
1: be back in Lubbock at some point. So. Well,
0: I mean, I'll be in Lubbock too when you go there, and we got to go to Two Docs together because they got great beer. They have live music great food trucks. And best of all, they have a friendly staff and environment. And it's just awesome. Like we go there every time my girlfriend Haley and I, we go with our buddies out there and we just sit out there. It's a little hot. Don't get me wrong, but those beers cool you down there at two docks. And that's the best thing is when you order two docks right now and you use the guns up code, you get free shipping if you spend $49 or more. Mm -hmm. So you get beer plus you're listening to us. So why don't you drink the two docks beer while you're listening to Mm -hmm. us? I mean, That's the only way to go. And then you help out a local business. And we all know that's very important right now Um, with COVID right now. We got to keep them in business. And that's 2Docs, again, on 502 Texas Avenue in downtown Lubbock. You can go online right now to 2Docs.com and you can get Guns Up promo code right now. Just type in Guns Up, all capital. And when you spend $49 or more with that promo code, you get free shipping. Again, use the code Guns Up and get free shipping on orders of $49 or more. Go see our friends down at 2Docs and support local business in Lubbock. Love those guys. Let's move on, though, Tobias. Big news, and I mean big news, in women's basketball. We talked about mm. the, you know, Marling stalling stuff, I think, at Nauseam. We, I don't think we need to talk about that anymore. Um, I think we need to talk about the positive that Kirby cut seemingly mm. made out of this Very, very negative situation. And by no means did this hire correct everything that happened. That'll take a lot of time and a lot of effort by the new coaching staff. But for him to go out and get a successful coach and Krista Gerlich, an alumni, a guard, an all-Southwest Conference guard that played alongside Cheryl Swoops and won a 1993 National Championship is huge for the women's basketball Mm -hmm. program. And you got some friends in that program. Have you talked to them about the hire?
1: Um. Well, started – I haven't talked to any of them yet, but I think the biggest thing that came out of for me was that she was able to keep Lexi Gordon and Kristen Carr because they Huge. did put their, name, put their name in the transfer portal. That was freaking big because you're losing your best two players. Like, you can't – you know, they both of them leave, you know.
0: It's impossible it's, to make that up. The,
1: the, the top 100 recruit, she stayed. She also – she's still going to go to Tech. So, she, she pretty much bring back the same roster. Yeah. and then you I mean, she'll have some work to do to repair, you know, the, the damage of what was done previously, but I and mean, rightfully so. Yeah. But if you bring, you know, you bring a tech alum in there, she's been around the program before. She still has friends and people that are back her. She'll be fine. It'll take some time. Cause you know, I mean, we'll see what happens more as stuff, this situation, you know, progresses. maybe we find out more things, maybe we don't, but I think she'll be fine. But I think that was huge for her to be able to get those two girls to come back because Kristen, she's a superstar. And Lexi Gordon, we've, we've only seen the tip of this iceberg when it comes to her. She's phenomenal.
0: Yeah, no, and, and not to mention, you didn't mention her daughter. Her daughter transferred mm-hmm. in from Oklahoma State as well. Mm-hmm. Um, her daughter averaged 20 points a game in high school, was a rotational player at Oklahoma yeah. State, but she transferred in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I, I think really a testament to Coach Gurlich as well was the girl that you talked about in terms of obviously keeping the girls that you need there in terms of Gordon and Carr, yeah. that, that, that's the biggest thing. But also to yeah. keep a girl in Embry that she didn't even recruit. Yeah. She didn't even recruit yeah. her to stay on board and get yeah. her first commitment. And really Could she, she probably her. had like one conversation with her, right? Probably. Realistically probably. to keep her. I mean, that, that's, a, that's amazing.
1: I mean, as soon as she probably got the job, I would imagine once everything, like, got settled, that probably would have been the, the – the recruit – other than Crystal and Lexi, those probably would have been the second or third person I was called. Same. Because you got to see – because you got to, you know, build a future. You know, you have to build your future, you know. Because the girls – and I was, I was like, dang, Crystal and Lexi are leaving us. That's tough.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, it, honestly – I mean, and the thing is, it's not just them. You lose yeah. Brittany too. Yeah. I mean, that was just due to graduation. She didn't have a chance yeah. to keep her. But you lose three your three top scores, right? That that that's right. that's hard for any program. I don't care if you're UConn, Duke, whatever. Like that, that's hard for any program.
1: Yeah, I would. I would love to be been a, a like a you know a fly on the wall to hear that conversation with them. You know, to get them to stay. You know, they they don't have to stay. They don't owe tech anything. You can just leave. You know, Chris. They don't know it any, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They don't know her. Kristen could have went anywhere in the country she wanted to go. Lexi's former five-star recruit. She could have went anywhere in the country. But to get them to stay was was impressive and keeping their recruit.
0: Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to this. You know, last time that Kirby Hook had hired, a, you know, alumni – to be women's basketball coach, Candy Whitaker. It didn't work out too well. She was a great recruiter, but she couldn't really coach um, or yeah, wasn't a great team. coach, I would say. Yeah, miss- um, but this kind of seems the best of both worlds, right? Because you look at Gurlich and her track record. She turned a UTA Mavericks team around from where they were in the bottom of their conference, and they were almost on the verge of making the NCAA tournament.
1: Yeah, they were co-champion in 2019. So, yeah. you know, you, you know, she's um, she's won a lot of games. She's won 289 games as a head coach. So, um I think she has like a, like a nice little energy about her that I think player, the players will like. I think she's a good change of pace from, you know, what Coach Stallings was doing. So I think the girls will be able to rally around and they'll, and they'll like that. And, and, her, and her staff, they look like a good staff. I mean, they look, you know, they're energized. They're ready to get to work. So, you know, I love, love the Lady Raiders basketball team. I'm excited to see what they can do this coming year.
0: And, and I think, you know, more than anything for me, and I, I will admit Tobias pays far more attention to women's basketball than I do. I like to think that I pay as much as I can to it but he's just far more into it he has friends on the team you know what not and you're going to pay attention when your friends are on the team right mm-hmm. but i think it it just feels different you know like i wasn't here when candy got hired i wasn't but there's just so much positivity around coach Gurlitch, right where you you're not going to find anybody with a bad thing to say about her she just she has that work ethic you can tell because you're look right. at her track record you talked about it she you're has right. how many wins 289
1: in yeah, 14 I mean, seasons, she a 66.3 winning percentage. I'll
0: take that all day tomorrow and, you mm. know what, four years from now, too, if I'm a Tech fan. I'm just saying, like, I mean, it, it's amazing. Like, the, high, the, the situation that Tech was in was awful. There's no way around it. The administration failed the girls. They've already admitted that, and just the coach mm. in general was, it, it was just a bad situation, right? But the thing is, you try and right your wrongs the best you can. And this feels like the best possible way to right, right. your wrong in terms of a hire, right. Right? right? You come in, you get a successful alumni, not just any alumni, but one that was on the national championship team that played with the greatest women's basketball player of all time. So you have right. that connection. Her and Cheryl Swoops are friends still. Right. So you still have that connection. I, I just think it's a perfect hire for the situation that tech is in right now. And I really do think that she can have an impact on winning down the line too.
1: Right. I mean, yeah, I I agree as well. The thing that just kind of bugged me the most about not the hire, but this whole situation was like, this has been going on for a while. Yeah. And you remember when I first met you, I wrote a story about this. Oh, wow. It's like 2016, 2017. Sounds this right. this, is, this has been going on for a long time and it's been like, I don't know who did or who didn't know. I don't know. But I'm just glad they were able to fix it because, you know, yeah. you're you having 20, 30, 40 girls coming in and out of that locker because, like, and look, when Candy, like how many t- – she had six top 100 girls in that roster. I think only one of them finished at Tech, was which is – I thought six. it
0: was seven. She, she might have had seven. Am I wrong? She might have had seven. Six, I, think, I, I thought it was seven, but six could be right. I Either know that way. all of them – Yeah,
1: all of them transferred but one. Yeah. That's wild to me. Yeah. Like, that, that's crazy to me. So, just think about how much talent – and they always underachieve. It's not like that wasn't there. Get a McDonald's All-American. My sister love her to death. Just say Caldwell at, at point guard position. You have Ariella, top 75 recruit. You have um, Ja-Price, um Brielle, a top 100 recruit transfer from Virginia Tech. You get a transfer Jada from a and a top 100 recruit. You get Aaron. Like the
0: talent. On. I mean, there was, the was Lots of talent.
1: Brittany Brewer. Like the, the talent. Was, I don't want to hear anything about the talent. It was just the coaching. So I'm yeah. so glad they were able to fix the situation. And
0: sometimes that's the problem. You know, I'm not saying, you know, this is the problem for every team that underachieves. Obviously, there was more issues than just the coach, right? Like, it was the environment as well that the coach created. Um, But I I think that's a testament to um, Kirby Hoka in the sense of, okay, I realized that, you know, these coaches weren't working in terms of a system, in terms of a cultural, you know, development in my program. Who can I go out there that's going to make an impact, first right. of all, on the alumni base? Um, right. Because that was important, right? And I shouldn't say first. That's, that should be number two. First of right. all, who's going to put these girls in the best situation to succeed, not only in life, but also on the basketball court and make them feel right. comfortable and not feel right. threatened? That was his number one obligation, I hope. Number two should be the alumni at that point. Yeah. Because let's be honest, the women's basketball team, before you know two years ago was the most successful program on campus if you look in Mm -hmm. terms of championships they have the lone national championship right Right. Uh, like it or not that's just how it was right you have the greatest female basketball player of all time go to your university right now it looks like you could have the best football player of all time right this is crazy right you have to Mm -hmm. capitalize on this so you go out and you get a woman that is a proven winner, first of all. You already mentioned her stats, but also has ties to the university and has yeah. proven to develop a positive culture in the programs she's also yeah. won with. So I think it was a home run hire by Kirby Hokut. You know, unfortunate circumstances, and I hope that those girls get the help that they need. But I think sure. the program will go in the right direction now that Coach Gerlick is there and staff.
1: I mean, hopefully, you know, Coach is there to stay. We've had four head coaches in, what, four years? Good Lord. Like at some point we have to pick the right one.
0: No, it's yeah. three and four it's three and well, three well, years.
1: Well, Yeah, well Shimmy, Shimmy, she took over, but I guess she You're, right. Count. You're right. You're yeah. right. You're
0: right. I forgot about the interim tag.
1: Yeah. So you know, we'll, but
0: Yeah, no, go ahead. Oh
1: yeah, I mean, so hopefully, you know, we can just pick the right coaches this time and she'll be here to stay and we'll see our lady ready to rising to the top I think they have a they're talented. I think they have a good enough team. I don't know I think they have a good enough team to make the tournament in the next two years.
0: Yeah, I mean I uh I think the talent's there. I'm just hesitant because, you know, we've seen the talent. Obviously, I didn't know the coaching yeah. issues. Um, yeah. But it's, it's just hard in these circumstances, you know. Um, you know, there's scars with this, right? You know, mental scars. We don't know how those heal. With Different people, you know, heal differently. Um, it takes people longer. Sometimes, you know, some of them might be over it. Some of them, they mm-hmm. might never get over it. So that's really going to be on mm-hmm. Coach Gerlich, and we're going to have to see how that, you know, relationship yeah. with the team goes. Obviously, she's, she's gone in the right direction. To get the two uh-huh. leading, sco- you know, two of their top three leading scores from last year, and yeah. Carr and Gordon to come back, but it's going to be a process. This isn't going to happen overnight. I don't think anybody expects it to. Um, but we'll move on. Texas Tech soccer season, Tobias, uh, a team near and dear to our heart, a program near and dear to our heart. Love that's them. for sure. Um, Love them. They were projected to finish first in the Big Twelve, and we should say that there will only be a Big Twelve only schedule in 2020. So the Red Raiders will only play yeah. nine games. They'll play Kansas State to start off things in Manhattan on 9-11. Then they'll welcome in Baylor the following Saturday, and then Kansas, Oklahoma, West Virginia, TCU, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and Texas. The four lone home games of the year for the Red Raiders will be Baylor, West Virginia, Iowa State, and Texas. Tobias, we've covered this team for what? I I think it was two years for you, three years for me. Yeah, yeah. Man, I love this program so much, man. So I, I
1: love it. I love it so much, so much. Uh, this year's team—they kind of remind me of the Justice League. You know, <laughs> we just got—we just got, we just got stars just just all over the field. Like just wherever you think there's a hole, there isn't one. There's just stars everywhere, and I, you, I mean, we're loaded. Well,
0: you want to hear a crazy stat? Um, I wrote the soccer preview for GunsUpNation.com. You can go check that out on GunsUpNation.com right now. Did you know this the first time in Big 12 history, Tobias, that a team has welcomed back their three top scorers from the past three seasons, and it was three different individuals?
1: Wow. And Texas Tech is doing that.
0: Allie, Allie, Jade, Jade. and and Kristen Davis.
1: Things just set up like this is a very, you know, weird year that we're going through. But for this team individually, things set up. Just perfectly like just just well for them like you can't you can't ask for better luck than this like like you, you really can't just well, well also know.
0: you want to hear what's great about this you again, what did the NCAA say about fall sports? this is a free year, right I'm back. I'm back so Jade King can come back from injury, play this year, get her feet wet, and then come back same thing for Allie Griffin, and they don't use. They don't lose a year of eligibility. So you're telling me that I okay. virtually get two years of those three top scorers to come back.
1: Those come are all American another,
0: type players.
1: Come on, Jay, get another master's degree. You, you, you know you want another <laughs> master's degree. You can see what you can do in 21.
0: <laughs> why, why go for a master's degree? Get a doctorate. Come on, you're going to yeah, be get, there long yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. you won't be there long enough. You might as well. Play,
0: yeah, play, go get a doctorate. The yeah. yeah, get a doctorate. But let's talk about this team a little bit. Um, the goalkeeping situation is always something to highlight for any team. Yeah. And Texas Tech is, once again, absolutely loaded. Um, Madison White, kind of an unfortunate situation last year where Marissa Zucchetto got hurt in Tampa, if yeah. you remember that against, uh, yeah. what was that, USF, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. early on in the year. But then you have a star freshman in Madison White come in, and she literally just takes the league by storm. She's Big 12 freshman of the year. Yeah. She's named to the Big 12 first team. Like, I mean, and then not to mention, she saved a ball Pepperdine. to propel Texas Tech to the round of 32 against Pepperdine, wh- where she had to say back-to-back PKs so Texas Tech season was alive, and she did it. I mean, and, and she's only a freshman. Now she's a sophomore. The thing with
1: her is, like, we, we, like for her to have that much ice in her veins as a freshman, because most people would have folded like, for her to, you know, to give up those goals early, it would have been easy for her to be like, you know, it's done. It's done. Easy. like, I, I can't, I can't. Like, you know, whatever. For her to do that as a freshman, that's tough. That's that's hard, hard, hard. And then, like you said, her winning Big fresh in the year, she came in, you know, how many, how many games did they play at that time? They played enough. They played a good amount.
0: I think Marissa Zucchetto got hurt about in the first five games of the year.
1: Okay. So, like, she, you know, she, you know, she came in, you know, not late in the season, but you know, she, had, you know, she wasn't playing. You know, you had a, good, she had a good, goalie already. For her to come in and just pretty much not miss it, be that's impressive, that's hard to do. And she's she, like, true you said she came in you'd and she never, you never played freshman. against college competition. it's no.
0: wild, man. Absolutely wild. I don't know if I that ever was seen. that was the tenth that
1: was the tenth game of the season.
0: Tenth, tenth. game, okay, there you go.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so that's yeah, that's she a started lot. About half like, of it. Yeah, about half, and she came in. Yeah, that's that's impressive.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably the loudest I've ever screamed into a microphone. Um, when she saved that ball, that PK ball against Pepperdine in the tournament, yeah. I think yeah, that's that probably was... the loudest I've ever screamed into a microphone. Um, but, hey, it was well worth it. One of my favorite things to do was call these soccer games. We'll move on oh, to the sure. defenders. Um, you know, you lose one of them in Gabby Puente. She was a redshirt senior. Yeah. But you really, you really have your two cornerstones of that back line come back and yeah. Cassie Hyatt. Hannah Anderson, right? So you look at Cassie Hyatt's resume from just 2019, (laughs) Tobias. I'm going to have to take a breath. There's so many accolades in here, but bear with me. 2019 third team All-American. 2019 first team All-Midwest. 2019 first team All-Big 12. Take my breath there. 2019 first team academic All-Big 12. 2019 preseason All-Big 12. And she delivered on every aspect of it. Superstar. Yeah.
1: She's only a junior, which is wild. Like
0: she's, she's going to be on campus for three more years. Yeah. Talking about a master's.
1: Yeah. It feels like she's been here so long, though. It
0: does. It does. I thought about that, too, when I was writing the preview for the website. Again, GunsUpNation.com. Be sure to go check out that pre- soccer preview. Um, when I was looking at Cassie Hyatt and I saw she was a junior, I was like, what? No, she's not. Did he? Did, did Jeremy just not update the website or something? Jeremy's the SID for soccer. Yes. Um, I was like, did he just not update it? And then I went to go look. I was like, hold on, let me go look at uh, Davis and see if she's a senior. She's a senior. I was like, what is, is? She really only a junior? It's like if she plays so much with so much like vigor and experience, you think yeah. she's much older than she is.
1: Yeah, and she's tough as hell. Good lord, she she. Yeah, she is. She's super she enf- tough.
0: She's an enforcer back there.
1: Yeah, uh, she is, definitely.
0: Yeah, and speaking of somebody that plays well beyond her years, Hannah Anderson, a true yeah. freshman last year from Plano. You know, we, if you, a lot of Tech fans remember last year when Tech soccer came out, you lose Carly Wickenheiser, yep. you know, your leader on that back line who literally moved from midfield to that back line her senior year yeah. because Coach Stone needed somebody back there with a bunch of true freshmen. Um, on that back line and Cassie Hyatt was one of them and then he inserts Hannah Anderson and you know to be honest it's hard to find soccer information if you're not covering the team and you know we get it that's why we try and cover them Um, but I I had heard about her you know practices and everything and I, I was curious to see her in the first game and I was like damn all right we're sold we're good that's a dynamic duo for first five minutes I didn't have to see anything else because you could tell her she just saw the game differently right beside Hyatt. And I'm sure having Cassie right next to her helped her yeah, in that transition sure, sure. to college. Right. But she just saw the game different. It was a little slower for her. And the great thing is about Anderson, she's an elite defender on that back line, but if you yeah. need her to, she can push forward and be in the midfield. And if you really mm-hmm. need to, she can go on the attack for you too. She's very versatile. She's very versatile.
1: I want to see, um, you know, Penelope, this is her sophomore year. She played very, very well last year as a freshman as well. I want to see the next, the next step, you know, that she can um that she can take because you know offense offense is going to be amazing you know yeah We're gonna, we have we have scores we have scores on top of scores I want to see what is the next step for her because she played you know very well last year as a freshman
0: yeah yeah no I mean I mean from on, uh, Saskatoon on yeah. Saskatoon Canada um, up there and she's so different to me because you look at the midfielders that she's going to play with this year you have Charlotte Teeter and Jordy coming back yeah. right they're more And this is not a slouch at uh, Penelope at all, or Penny, as they call her in the program. Not a slouch at all. But those two girls are super athletic on the outside, right? You can push them forward, and they can be forwards for you. And Penny can do the same thing, but she's also got that, hey, if you come near my teammate, I promise you I'm going to level you with the shoulder.
1: Yeah. I'm not afraid to
0: get a yellow. I'm really not, right? She's not afraid to get in there and, you know, make a big slide tackle, change the momentum of the game. She's not afraid to do that. Oh, and then also she can also set up a perfect pass to the outside to teeter who gets across to Davis, and Davis does exactly what we all know she can do and put it in the back of the net, right? It's just so crazy to see the talent on this team. You have Jordy. She came off an ACL injury in 2018, and then she came into 2019. She was a second team all Midwest. She made the tournament team for the Big 12, a first-team All-Big 12 regular season member. And then she made the first-team academic All-Big 12 as well. And she's going to be here for two more years because, again, free year. Yeah. I mean, this team, I mean, it really comes down to teams like this benefit, right? Let's say that they do this for, you know, the spring as well. This is going to help Texas Tech baseball. Period. Yeah. That's just how it is, right? It's going to help teams like Oklahoma in football because you get to keep these guys.
1: You keep everybody, you just, yeah.
0: yeah. You get to keep everybody. You have to figure out the scholarship situation. Yeah. Right. But that's doable. That's something to do. Right. And now yeah. Texas tech soccer an already loaded program, a team that's supposed it. to finish first. If you look to the voters, you know, they're just going to reload with more star recruits, and you get to get your two leading, three leading goal scorers from the past three years back. Plus, your whole midfield gets to come back, and your back on defense is there for another three years. Right. It's insane. Yeah, I,
1: mean, I mean, look at the depth on this roster. like we just got people just everywhere. People that played a lot last year, they all I mean, yeah. they came back they were so young. And, you know, people You know, people have to sit out for whatever reason. You just, you know, you're not going to miss a beat.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, perfect examples in the midfield, Jen Rose. Yeah. She can she could be a starter on a lot of programs. Yeah. Oh, Nicole yeah. Nicole Medum from New Zealand. She could be a lot of she could be a starter um in the midfield for a lot of programs, but the midfield's loaded. Now the the area that everybody cares about in Texas Tech is known for is the forwards. We all know that Tobias. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Coach yeah. Stone. Yeah. He 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 just recruits them different, right? He recruits them different. We're talking about be first, Say what?
1: You got three be of the best in the country on this team.
0: I know. Kirsten Davis coming back. Let me read her accolades, too, real quick Um, in terms of the Texas Tech record book. Yeah, we're going to have to have another hour-long podcast just for this one. Um, Number one in single-season game-winning goals with six in 2019. And, by the way, just to make sure you got it, this is per Texas Tech soccer. This is where Davis currently ranks in the Texas Tech soccer record books. Okay? She has two more seasons left. Let's continue. Number one in single-season game-winning goals with six in a season. That happened last year. Number two in career game-winning goals, 11. Number two in single-season points, 39. Number three in single-season goals with 16. Number four in career points, 68. Number five in career goals with 27. Number seven in career assists with 14. Number seven in single season assists with seven, both in 2018 and 2019. One of only two players in program history, Janine Becky, twice by the way, the best player to ever play at Texas Tech, to have four points in an NCAA tournament game. By the way, I am out of breath and I need an inhaler.
1: I mean, no. Her, you need like a book. Like you just need a i I'm tired. Like I'm tired after that because she, <laughs> she, she, she does everything. Now she's she she's a superstar. She's a superstar down to the t. I mean, then for her last year, you know, she just popped because you know Jay goes down forcing with the injury, but she's just like, okay, I got it. Whatever, whatever, I got it. She took it up I'll to a next you.
0: notch, man. Like yeah. it was, and she was wasn't ins- even heavily
1: recruited like that.
0: Well, I mean, she yeah. I mean, she was recruited by you know other other schools, but. Yeah, I mean, she's from Colorado. That's one of the pipelines for Texas Tech. Um, yeah. For Texas Tech soccer, I should add. Um, and, man, she's just delivered. You talk about it. You have Jade King and Allie Griffin coming back. Your two leading goal scorers in Allie Griffin from 2017 and then Jade King in 2018. And then we already talked about Kirsten Davis. She led the team in goals last year. Yeah. I mean, and we're not even mentioning people like Macy Schultz, who's an absolute mm-hmm. stud. Marissa Weichel, who's a stud. And then you have freshmen coming in as well. I mean, it's unbelievable the attack they have right now. I mean, there is no reason why this team, if they stay healthy, shouldn't lead the Big 12 in goals.
1: No, no way.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, unbelievable.
1: I know how last, you know, I know some of the girls, they were struggling, you know, sometimes the ball just wasn't bouncing away. I don't think they're going to have that issue this year. Yeah, that,
0: that's the crazy part. Know. If you remember I last know. year, like you said, there was a time where it just seemed like Texas Tech couldn't catch a right bounce. Yeah. And they still were outstanding.
1: Yeah, this year I'll be very surprised if they, they have that issue. Yeah. Especially in stretches, I, I, highly, I highly doubt that won't be an issue with this team.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I project this team to almost be perfect, honestly. Oh, yeah. oh, you yeah. have to go see the record prediction I have on the website. Again, it's gunsupnation.com. Um The article is out right now. Um, They're getting go, good teams at home, too. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's – the Big 12 is a tough conference to play soccer in. Don't yeah, get me wrong, for sure. but John Walker Soccer Complex is arguably the hardest place to play in yeah, the Big 12. Sure. Um, and then you not you add that in terms of the talented team, it's it's going to be rough coming into the 806 this year for anybody. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where they rank this year, Texas Tech. Um, you know, obviously they'll probably have a top 25 with everybody in it, and then they'll do the top 25 with just conferences playing. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if Texas Tech is in the top ten, you yeah, know, at no, all. I, mean, I, wouldn't, no, I would not problem. be surprised at all. Tobias, you got anything else for the podcast, man? Um,
1: no, nah, first, their first games in 12 days. So, you know, just be on the lookout for that. You got about two weeks or so. So, just be, I'm pumped to them, ready to see them play.
0: Yeah, and you can uh, – I'll shout out the old uh, Stomping Grounds. You can listen to all those games on KTXT 88.1 The Raider. And then you can hop over to GunsUpNation.com and check out the latest – on everything Texas Tech soccer. And be sure to go to docs.com. Go buy some beer. Enjoy it with your friends and family. Labor Day's coming up. Spend $49 or more and you get free shipping when you use the promo code GUNSUP, all caps. Go do that. Go support a local business down there in downtown Lubbock. Again, that's two docs. And when you use the promo code UP, all caps, you get free shipping on your orders over $49. But for Tobias Bass, you can follow him at Tobias Bass, right? Tobias underscore Bass. Right. Yeah, My right goodness. Screen, it's man. been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Tobias underscore bass on Twitter. You can follow me at rcmb323 on Twitter. Be sure to go follow us at gunsupnation on Facebook, Twitter, and go help us get that cloud up on Instagram. And be on the lookout. Go check out Kobe's new video, by the way. It's yeah. a hype video. I don't know if you've seen it yet, Tobias. That hype video, pretty good, man.
1: Yeah, I'm going to look at it right now as soon as we get I've been at work all day. But I'm going to look as soon as we get out.
0: There you go. Go check that hype video out the football hype video for Guns Up Nation. But again, for Tobias Bass, I'm R.C. Maxfield. And as always, guys, be kind to others. Treat people with respect. And always keep your guns up. We'll talk to y'all next time. Thanks for listening to the Guns Up Nation podcast. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the fan page administrators, podcast hosts, and fans. And do not reflect the opinions of Texas Tank University or its affiliates. We are proud to support Texas Tech, its students, alumni, and fans.